And that's another thing I do in the workshops. I show people from low-income housing, from low-income neighborhoods, how to be healthy in those neighborhoods and not without having to break the bank. You know, because that's a big misconception. All vegan is expensive. It is when you're going out constantly to eat. And even then, there's no places. This is the only plant-based restaurant right here. We're in Pocion right now. The only plant-based restaurant in Washington Heights or in Inwood or anything of that nature, period. So there's not another one until you hit 125th Street in Harlem. And, but, and after that, there's another 50 blocks. So until you really hit the heart of a vegan community. Hi there, veggie mates. You just heard from this week's guest, Carlos Bobadilla. I'm your host, Matthew Davey, and this is the Veg Talk Podcast. Welcome to all of you, whether you're here for the first time or if you've been with us for over a year now. Either way, I greatly appreciate you choosing to give up some of your time today. I know it's a hectic world, and to have your attention for a moment is something I'm truly grateful for. If you've been following on Instagram or listened to last week's episode, you'll know I was in New York last week for a marathon uh, with podcast guest from episode number seven, Bobby Nagelberg. We really enjoyed our experience and are already looking to register for the next one around May next year, 2020. Uh, We started off on Saturday at the Organic Grill for a massive feed for lunch and then we headed upstate to Schenectady. Uh, This was the first time for both of us, uh, running 26.2 miles. So there were some serious nerves going on, uh, but we were also pretty excited to to give this one a shot. Sunday was a massive challenge. Uh, Bobby had only done training up to 13 miles. I'd done 18. Uh, We both experienced IT band soreness in training, uh, which is pretty debilitating when the ligament flares up. It runs from your hip to your knee. And unfortunately for me, it decided to flare up on race day, just over a third into the race. I think it was around nine miles. Thanks to a phone call from Anna at about mile 15 and continuous support from strangers on the sideline, I made it to the finish line in about five hours and seven minutes. Bobby was also feeling pretty sore after the race, but he crushed it in his first marathon, finished in about four hours and 20 minutes. So if you haven't listened to his episode, it's number seven. I'd highly recommend it. Such an achievement on top of what he's already overcome. Uh, Really excited to see him go sub four hours. I think I've got him hooked on running now. So we'll keep you all updated on our progress. Now let's shift the focus to this week's conversation where we are catching up with Carlos Bobadilla from Yonkers, New York. If you've been with us for a long time, you might remember Carlos from episode number two. He's the first guest to come back to the show. Uh, In episode number two, we covered his history, why he chose to start eating plant-based, a bit about his college athlete days as well. So if you don't know a lot about Carlos, I'd recommend going back as this conversation is a little bit more about what he's been up to in 2019. Uh, it was great to hang out with Bobo. This time, we're a little bit closer to his home, so we were up in Washington Heights. Uh, thank you to Posseon Lounge uh, for allowing us to record at their, uh, their bar there. And a special thanks to Carlos for the cookbook and CMOS gel. Hope you all enjoy the show, guys. We'll catch you on the other side to wrap things up. All right, we're rolling here in Washington Heights. Yes, yes. Some technical difficulties. <laughs> We've just gone about five or me. six, maybe 10 minutes into the podcast and I hadn't hit record. So 
you know, you would think I would have learned by now. But today, we're in Washington Heights. It's good to be back in New York City. I'm here with my mate, Carlos Bobadilla, also, yes. also known as Bobo Cooks. He was on episode two of the Veg Talk podcast. Yeah, one of the originals. One of the originals. That's right. And it's, uh, it's really good to have you back, man, because over the last year, I think we've both gone out into the world, done a whole bunch of stuff, and yeah. now... We've come back and we've been... All around full circle. We've been chatting about it and it's Lots been... Lots happened since then as well. It's been very good to hear about, you know, what you've been up to. So, appreciate your time. Appreciate you. I'm glad we had the technical difficulties. Now I'm more loose. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm, it's I'm it's a warm-up. It's a warm-up. You warm do up. this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I won't, I won't make it so long. Um, yeah, yeah, right. But you're right. We loosen up and we're, we're ready to rumble. So... I think what we should start with is just letting any new listeners know mm. that in episode two, we spoke a lot about your, you know, your intro, mm -hmm, where you're from, how it all started, exactly yeah. why, you know, why you're doing what you do now, a little bit about your baseball background, yeah. your, your college athlete um, background and TBT, you know, to. exactly. And a lot of plans that you had that have materialized in that in that year that mm -hmm. we've just gone through. So I think it would be really wise to go back, have a listen to that episode. If you can't be bothered, fair enough. This guy's an amazing man, so right. you know, you you're going to be you're going to be loving uh, what he's been up to and what he's got planned for in the future. So one of the things that we didn't talk about last time mm. that uh, I think we we spoke about in the car on the way to we were going to like the Javits Center yeah 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 you were dropping yeah. me off down there for an exhibition and that's crazy man you told me that you're gonna have another one yeah and now we're here yeah exactly so i remember chatting about fasting yeah and we were like fuck how did we not talk, talk about, about fasting Such it was on beautiful the topic it was top of mind and yeah. we we kind of we skipped over it so you you went down to ecuador yeah and you went through you, you mentioned a seven-day and a 13-day fast. Yes. So they were separate. They were two separate times. Two separate times. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd love to learn a little bit more about why you went down there. Mm. So, you know, what kind of propelled you to go down and, and do this? And then just talk a little bit about the fast for us. Um, you know, what, what happens in a fast? Why... Uh, why, why the body in the first place why do it what the body feels like yeah, um, yeah. tell us uh, tell us about your experience so fasting is something that um in my journey i found that is the most beneficial thing to do when you're trying to heal the body or you're trying to get rid of a dis-ease um i came about that when i was terribly ill and my mother was looking for videos and, you know, she was going crazy on Google and YouTube and she wanted to see exactly how she can save her baby because the doctors weren't doing it and nobody else was doing it. So she was trying to save herself, save me all by herself. So she sent me a video on a man who basically like reverse diseases based on um, fasting and eating a plant based diet. And I was like, shit, I could go for that. I'm, I'm on rock bottom, so anything will help, you know. I wasn't going to kill myself. I didn't get to that point. So um, uh, so I started looking into that, and I found out that the best thing you could probably do to you, probably no, the best thing you could do for your body is not eat anything at all when you're trying to heal oneself. So that's how I came about that video. Um, but when I started the fast, 
like I said before, it was it was so shocking to my body that the first three days was hell. But your body gets used to it after a while. You know, after fourth day, I was still walking and I'm thinking to myself, is this even possible? You know, I was taught my whole life that if I didn't do this, if I didn't eat, rather, I would die. And here I am alive and my heart's still beating. You know what I'm saying? So that was one thing that shocked me that I was like, hold on. If I was lied about this, if I was lied about this, lied to about this, then sky's the limit for me after that. So you start questioning a lot yeah. of other things after. Yeah. That stuff that doesn't have to do with health either. Like oh, just things about my finance. You know, oh, I was taught maybe I couldn't have three bank accounts. And you know what I'm saying? Like just little stuff like that. Things that I weren't taught about credit. Yep. I just started looking into everything after that because I was like, if they lied to me about the most important thing, which is my health, then the sky's the limit to what they could lie to us about. So with the fast, you know, it's, it's an interesting field that I think we're only really beginning to explore uh, as a mainstream kind of community. Yeah. You know, it's existed for, Since I don't know, the beginning of time. hundreds, thousands of All years. All animals do it. Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> it happened more naturally, you know, a long, long time ago when we're not so sophisticated, right? Yeah, now we're not when all this, not when all the restaurants was out. And we exactly. We're not walking yeah. down you know, to the East Village to go hit up all the vegan joints. Yeah, like, exactly. There's... Or if you're not vegan, the pizza joints here yeah, in the city. <laughs> right, causing the, the yeah, dis-ease yeah, yeah. that you were talking about before. Yeah. But yeah, it happened more naturally. We go through natural periods of, I suppose, uh, eating a lot of food and then there would be periods of fasting. Yeah. Now, what we're learning more about is the healing effects of what we can we can do with fasting in mm -hmm. today's world mm -hmm. so i suppose what did what did you experience what 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 was the experience like the feeling of of, of going through this mm. when all said and done um it was euphoric people have this misconception that the healing process is supposed to be like this beautiful process it's actually not at all that's not true um, it was very dark. I cried a lot. I had night sweats. All the side effects was terrible. All the side effects that you would have in the detox. If you look up detox side effects right now on Google, it will show you night sweats. It will show you headaches. It will show you teeth aches, uh, maybe rashes in your skin. You will get all of that. But when you finally break that fast, and we'll get into how exactly how you want to break the fast, when you finally do it and, and you cleanse your colon and you start purifying your blood, your mind gets so expanded and it's like you just took a, a limitless pill and you're like, yo, like this is this is it right here. I felt like I just started living when the fast was finished. When I start when I took a what did I take a bite? of? Oh, yeah. Yada, my mentor, the guy who I did it with, he gave me uh, to break my first fast. He gave me just tomatoes, like just regular tomatoes. And that, that taste was like everything to me. Honestly, it was like the best thing that I ever tasted. And from that moment on, I fell in love with tomatoes. I have to have tomatoes all the time. <laughs> That's an interesting, you know, an interesting kind of perspective. So having not eaten, I'm sure, like for seven days, I'm sure, you know, a bunch of stuff goes in the body. I think there's yeah. a thing called aut autophagy, which is like a, a cellular level healing, which mm -hmm. I believe only happens after... I think it's the 72 hour mark. Mm. So you mentioned like three the first days. three days of yeah. hell. Yeah. So yeah, it's called autophagy and it's, it, you know, at its 
most surface level is cellular level healing. Yeah. Now, the taste buds. They expand. They change. They. I don't know. I haven't personally experienced this, but it's it's interesting to me that after seven days, this tomato tastes like the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I would say instead of changing, I think they simplify. Okay. Had I not had I just had a tomato like before that, I'd just be like, all right, it's just a tomato. But after the fast, it tasted like everything. It didn't have the same effect. So it was simplified so that my taste buds would be satisfied just with that tomato. I didn't put any seasonings on it. It was just tomato, you know? You haven't got the the onslaught of like, you know, oily foods, salty foods, nah, sugary foods. You've nah, kind of leveled yeah. back out to, I don't know, to parity, to equal. To the most simplest form. Exactly. Basically. And then I can imagine, I've got to try this. I, yeah. I don't know if it's good for my body type. I'm already super skinny. Nah, you will go, that's what everybody says. Yeah. Whatever your natural body type is, you will go right back to it after your third day of eating again. Okay. Like you will just, I, will, I literally went from 150 mm -hmm. to 130. That's 20 pounds. I was a skinny dude. You've seen okay. the videos, I think, on Instagram. I haven't seen I gotta show you. the fasting, no. But I look like a little skinny, like, frail dude right yeah. but then three days after eating again i got right back to square one okay it's just i don't know how it, it just happens magically somehow you know the body is no, the is body learns definitely it's, an amazing a thing being. totally now for people that are interested in fasting mm. uh would you recommend you know would you recommend a day fast a juice fast or a three-day fast something like whatever that whatever they're at let's say right now they start off with a huge breakfast Start off by skipping that breakfast and just having lunch. That's the way I would start off if you're having a big breakfast in the morning. Let's say you don't eat until lunch. Skip lunch and see how that feels. Just drink. Make sure you hydrate. Hydration is the most important key. Now, if you don't hydrate, you will pass out or you will pass, period. You will pass. <laughs> yeah. So hydration is the biggest key. Got it. Got it. Yeah. No, it's a really cool, cool journey. Um, I'm super interested. And since doing that the first time, you've gone back a second time to, yeah, to do another one. And I doubled it. Yeah. Yeah. Any difference between the two? The second time was a lot more emotional. I feel like I was emotionally, I was emotionally fasting more than anything through all my childhood traumas and all the things that I've been through and like things that I've held on to for such a long time that I felt like it was not much of a physical thing. It was an emotional cleanse. Got it. And I cried a lot. Like, you get so emotional. You just feel like a little baby when yeah. you're doing this. And you just want your mommy at that time, you know? I remember the 11th day, I believe I went up to Yada's door. He stays in a separate house. We all stayed in separate houses uh -huh. on, the, on the property. Yeah. And I just, like, basically told him, like, yo, I want to talk to you. And he was like, uh, nah, I got to talk to you in the morning. But he was just testing my ability to basically. It was like a, a metaphor to tell you that the only person going to be there for you is yourself. So that's when I sucked it up. And like after that day, the sky was the limit for me, you know. Super, super interesting. I've got to check out the videos, 100%. Yes. So I think the next thing I'd, I'd really like to touch on is what you were kind of referring to way back last year. And you wanted to start up a bunch of workshops. Mm. So you wanted to teach people you know, the way of plant-based cooking, mm -hmm. how to do it and help them, empower them to get back into their own kitchens, do it for themselves, do it yeah. for their kids, uh, that kind of thing. So 
how have they gone? Where have you been? You know, tell us the, you know, the why, what, and how of, of I your honestly haven't counted, but I'm very good at math. And I've been to 10 cities. I've been to Miami, Atlanta, um, Vegas, Los Angeles. Uh, shout out to my LA family here today. We've got <laughs> some audience members today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, Houston, Philadelphia, obviously New York. And I traveled to all these places uh, because they were in high demand in my field. They were in high need into uh, plant-based cooking because they were like not, they didn't know how to do it themselves. So basically I get booked to teach people how to do it themselves in their, in their own household and how to feed themselves on a cellular level and their kids as well and their husband and how to do it themselves, you know what I'm saying? So I went to all these cities and um, I learned the consistency of this country is in impoverished neighborhoods, there's little to no options as far as restaurant goes. So there's a very high demand in wanting to do it themselves. You know what I'm saying? So I'm very happy that I did it. I'm gonna continue to do it. I don't know where I'm going next, but the last place I've visited was Las Vegas. And then I just finished doing two workshops here in New York um, to close the, the 2019 the series. Yep. series. I don't think I'm going to do another one this year, but I'll start again in January. Beautiful. Yeah. No, it's been a really cool... Um, Siri, where did you come from? Mm -hmm. um, it's been cool, yeah, just to watch this journey, see all the people that you're bringing in. Yeah. And, you know, they look super excited, like little sponges just learning yeah, you know, yeah. what you've got to teach. What kind of demographic have you seen um come in are they are they younger older do they have children everybody yeah like old as 70 mm -hmm. young as three years old obviously people bring their kids because all children are free um why are all children free tell us a little bit about why you wanted mm. kids there well if my mission is to teach the youth i don't feel it suffice to charge parents with kids because they might get discouraged. Maybe they have to find a babysitter. Maybe they have to find a last minute parent or a last minute uh, brother or sister to take care of them. And I just wanted to make it simple for them because in my team, I have teachers. So they could easily diffuse the situation if they're acting up. They'll take them to the next room, they'll play games with them or they'll teach them something. So I just welcome everybody, you know? No, uh, it's, it's 12 awesome. and under are free. Really cool. Yeah. Do, you, do you cook from your book? Do you cook recipes from... So in from the workshops, work? I do one f thing from the book. Only one. Okay. But the reason, because, the reason behind that is because I want everybody who comes to the workshop and invest in the workshop to have something mutually exclusive to everything else that's out there. Got so it. anybody could get the book online, but not everybody could come sit down in a workshop because I don't go to every city. I'm not there all the time. So I like to give them a bunch of exclusive things that nobody else has. Nice. That's, yeah, that's really cool. What kind, of, what kind of stuff do you cook up? So the last workshop, the lineup, uh, I like teaching people how to make their own sauces from scratch. So I teach them how to make their own Caesar dressing, their own ranch dressing. I show them how to meal prep. Um, I make uh, raw pies, maybe like a strawberry pie, coconut cream pie. Um, I make a last one. I made a stewed quote unquote chicken made from chanterelle mushrooms. Um, I made a actual, I touched pretty much every category. So maybe Mexican food, uh, Italian, uh, maybe some type of Mediterranean dish. I just, I touch upon every ethnicity. 
really nice. Yeah. yeah, it's a good. I mean, America's America has exactly that. You've exactly. got like a melting pot I'm of. I'm not gonna go and teach just Latin food. I like to teach everything because people make everything in their house. Yeah, no, it's 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 really cool. I mean, just traveling around the country, you see uh, different cities have concentrations of different demographics. Yes. A city like New York has just about everyone under the sun, um, you know, coming through here. You've got yeah. people all over from the all over the world living here. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's a, a really positive thing that you're you're doing. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the 2020 series. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see where it takes you. Oh man, got some stuff planned for you, man. Another thing that we've got on the table here is the is it irish sea moss gel yeah yeah that's the nickname irish sea moss gel people just say sea moss gel so it's something i saw you kind of delve into this year yeah so, i've been doing it for a while but yeah. it, the business itself recently just took off because of the demand for it people started learning more about it yeah so um this journey started off when i started my plant-based journey the man who I saw, who my mom sent me, Dr. Sebi, the video that I saw, he was raving about this sea vegetable that had all these minerals. And he explained to us about mineral content and how our body takes that, makes vitamins and makes the protein. So without the minerals, we won't get anything from our body. So I wanted to harvest it. I wanted to sell it. I wanted to make it and make it accessible to my community. So you could only imagine people who never heard of it all of a sudden hearing about it now don't really want to buy into it. They think it's a scam. That's just the natural way of an impoverished mind. Yeah. That's just what it is. And I know that I was dealing with that. So what happened was when Nipsey Hussle passed, this became a lot more famous because he was shedding light to uh, Dr. Sabi and him healing everybody and stuff like that. And he was doing a documentary, right? He was, yeah, he was working on shedding light on it. I don't know exactly if it was a documentary or a docuseries. He was doing something. Yep. And it just became a viral thing. And people started saying, wait a second, I know somebody who's been telling me about the CMOS for a while. So especially here in New York and people uptown in this neighborhood, they were a lot more uh, welcoming to the idea of taking this with your smoothies and taking this with your food and seasoning it. And then workshop sales started going higher because of that. And they wanted to know more about not just this, but everything else that I use. Yeah, it's super interesting. I mean, we've got a jar of it on the table. It's yeah, yeah. Um, It literally looks like... It could be hair gel yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's got that kind of consistency. It don't smell like it, though. No, no. It's <laughs> it smells got that, like the sea. that kind of consistency to it. Um, tell us a little bit about, like, the, I suppose, the sourcing, the harvesting, like, how it all works. Because, yeah. you know, we look at the end product and we, we might not know a whole lot about where it comes from. Yeah, so um, this particular sea moss is from the coast of Jamaica. Um, there's sea moss everywhere. Where there's an ocean, you'll most likely find sea moss. However, um, uh, you would find that there's a lot of people farming it now and making it the unnatural way and growing it in the sea. And it's a process that has to do with mixing a lot of algae that would never coexist with each other. So it's an unnatural process, but you have to be careful where you get it from. So if you're gonna sell it, or sorry, if you're gonna buy it, just make sure you ask whoever it is where they get it from, how is it made. This is naturally wildcrafted from Jamaica. Um, we soak it in-house, we, we s clean it in-house, and we sell it in-house. And how does it become gel? It's simple. Once you have cleaned it, once you have rehydrated it, because we dry it first and it's all sandy, yep. and, you know, just fresh out the ocean. Yep. So we soak it, take all the sand out, triple soak it, then soak it for overnight. 
And then once it gets back rehydrated, we put it in the blender with water and blend it up for about a minute, two minutes. There you have it. Crazy. I'd like. It's to very see simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not. Not everybody wants to do it. Yeah. So I do the hard work for them. Yeah. No, <laughs> I it's call uh, it easy work though. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I don't know. Like looking at it, you wouldn't picture it coming from like a sea plant. No. 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 Definitely not. I'm keen to try it. So you normally put it in smoothies. Yeah, yeah. This is yours, by the way. Yeah, this no, is yours. thank you very much. This book man. is yours. One thing about Carlos, guys, is he always brings gifts. I, I, yeah, yeah, I never come empty-handed. I remember the first Even time. Even if they're coming to my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the first the first one we, we recorded, you brought me breakfast, I think. There was yeah. a bunch of fruit. Yeah, it was the morning, you juice. know. Juice. Yeah. yeah, no. Little I, care I, package. I really appreciate it, man. No problem. Now, another thing that you've... I mean, you've always been focusing on it from day one is your community. Yeah. Helping, Uptown, baby. you know, helping your people up here. Yeah. So. Because it's where it's needed. Exactly. We're talking about before, like, you know, two different worlds, you yeah. know, stepping off the train at Bedford Ave in Williamsburg yeah. and stepping off the train at 175th here yeah. is totally different worlds totally different world that's the city though i mean you yeah. travel literally a couple blocks and you'll be in a whole different world you know no it's true As a matter of fact going from for washington right here and this street that you see going to st nicholas is a whole nother different world yeah just that's two blocks that's oh, sorry three blocks two avenues no it's crazy yeah no 100 percent. new york definitely has that vibe about it now yeah i think you know in general we're talking you know, lower income communities, mm. less act. There's just less access to to whole food, plant based yeah. uh, dishes. Yeah. So, your focus from the beginning was saying, hey, you don't need to have it. You know, yeah. you don't need to have it here. You just need to be able to be empowered to cook it at home. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about the barbecue you had it looked kind of like it had this like block party kind of feel that's exactly what it was it looked really cool so tell us a little bit about um why you wanted to do it and and Mm -hmm. how it all went so basically i just stopped complaining how there's never any events in my area that has to do with my profession and so i created one and it was extremely successful it was the first ever i'm from yonkers new york about 10 minutes north from here so it was never before seen in a setting like that it was in the middle of you know my hood where i grew up and everybody was happy about it because everybody was thinking about it you know everybody was like oh damn i I gotta go all the way downtown for me to go do something like this you know and i just made it i brought the vegan community to that neighborhood you know and also, eighty percent of the people there were not plant-based. That's mm-hmm. why I was happy, because they were open to something new. They weren't so close-minded anymore. So yeah. that's what made me happy more than anything. No, exactly. I, that's exactly what I was gonna jump in with there. It's cool to see that, you know, you're. I suppose you're you're speaking, you're speaking to the, to those exact people. Yeah. To the people that are in a position now that you were in years ago. Yeah. You understand what it feels like you understand what it's like to shop in these areas you understand what it's like to grow up in these areas and that's another thing i do in the workshops i show people from low-income housing from low-income neighborhoods how to be healthy in those neighborhoods and not without having to break the bank 
you know, because that's a big misconception. All vegan is expensive. It is when you're going out constantly to eat. And even then, there's no places. This is the only plant-based restaurant right here. We're in Pocion right now. The only plant-based restaurant in Washington Heights or in Inwood or anything of that nature, period. So there's not another one until you hit 125th Street in Harlem. And, but, and after that, there's another 50 blocks. So until you really hit the heart of a vegan community. So um, that's, that's one thing that we teach in our workshops. So what are some hacks? Like what are some, what are some ways to, you know, like I understand it. I get it here, right? A yeah. lot of people are shopping at the corner store. Literally yeah. like that's where they're getting breakfast, lunch and dinner yeah. from, from their corner store or Absolutely. they're going to, I don't know, the local Cuban pr- place yeah, yeah. Um, for, for lunch and dinner. Sandwich, yeah. Exactly. So what are some ways to get out of that habit cycle and, and make plant-based cheap? Well, one thing I tell people is we're in the internet era right now. So, yeah, maybe a dude from downtown could easily walk outside and get his stuff. You know, we just have to come to the fact that it's not that easy for us. So we're either going to sit down and complain about it or we're going to act on it. So the internet has everything. You could easily order something from Amazon what somebody from downtown maybe could get in their store, but it's okay. It'll come in two days rather than, or one day sometimes. So the internet, with the internet out now, there's no excuse. Absolutely not. So whatever you want, you can order online. You know what I'm saying? So another uh, easy hack is um, making your sauces, making your dinner, preparing, getting into habit of meal prepping rather than going out every single I'm not a square. I go out every now and then, you know what I'm saying? So it's very easy to, to give up and say, oh, but how come everybody else? If you re- when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. You know, so. When you're ordering online, is it what, can, you, can you order like big bulk items? Let's say you want to do a juice cleanse and there's no juice spot near you that does it. You could do that online. Let's say there's a specific pasta brand that there's not, never shows up in your supermarket. You could order that online. And you'll end up saving more money because you'll get it by the case. You understand what I'm saying? So another one would be, uh, let's say there's not, let's say they don't sell black rice or wild rice or kamut flakes or any of these ancient grains in your supermarket. You could order that online. If they don't have maybe kalachana, which is a black garbanzo bean that never shows up in our neighborhood but it's very very healthy for you i honestly haven't heard of it yeah it's tremendous that's why yeah most people haven't heard of it but you could go online and get it in bulk sometimes you know so that's the difference between actually i feel like we have more an advantage because they're so spoiled they have everything so accessible to them and we have to go out there and find it that we end up saving money true that true that you're definitely spinning a spinning like a negative uh situation into a positive one there yeah, yeah. i tell people yeah you we have we're kind of blessed in a way are there any places that are there any supermarkets that sell like bulk items up here can you go to like can you go to a place and get like bulk oats or bulk rice yeah. or does that exist up here yeah it does um a lot of farmers markets pose up so right here on 175th street and broadway right next to united palace um there's always a farmer's market there where you could get things in bulk. Always. Every Saturday. Every Saturday. Every Saturday. And if not there, there's one on 207 every Saturday. And if not there, there's one behind Botanical Gardens in the Bronx every, every Wednesday and Sunday, I believe. 
I know they're there every Wednesdays. I don't know if they're there every Sundays. Cool. So it's, I suppose it sounds like it's about like diversifying where you get your food from. Yeah, yeah. On certain days, you can get fresh fruit and veg, bulk items at the farmer's market. Yeah. But if you're in, you know, if you're in a spot where you need to top up, you yeah. might want to head online, grab a case of whatever. Yeah. Um, no, it's cool. It's, it's good because the, the under, if you don't live and breathe that life, you just don't understand you haven't walked in that person's shoes yeah. and you don't really see how hard it can be. Yeah. We were talking about it's it. It's hard to have compassion when you never lived that life. Yeah. You know? We were talking about it this morning with our, our mate Birdo. And just like, you know, if you're, a, if you're a single parent with three kids, you're not going to jump on the train from 175th, you know, into, into lower Manhattan to do the, the grocery shopping yeah, all to carry to bring it back. all of that back home exactly makes no sense if you're working one or two jobs on top of that you don't have a car you're the taking kids. the train exactly you know? it's just not a feasible thing so yeah. thank you for kind of shedding some light on some ways you can go about eating healthy plant-based foods and there's definitely more ways to I always post on it my mom posts more about it too so check her out alex la vegan ah cool on yeah. instagram bobo's mom looks like she looks like she's younger than me. She <laughs> looks so healthy and young. It's yeah. it's pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah, I'm always it, w- when you do like the you know the smoothies or the mm-hmm. the cooking in the kitchen at home. Yeah, I mean she almost looks like she could be like your older sister. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's crazy how young she looks. She definitely she's taking care of herself. That's for sure. She's reversing age. Hundred percent. You see my grandma. My grandma looks like my mom. Wild. Yeah. How old your grandma? Uh, 64 yeah i believe and tell us a little bit about your grandma i it i remember you talking about her in the first podcast but she's yeah she's made some really interesting decisions well before i even hopped into this type of field she 12 years ago she gave what we call a promesa that's something that you give to the church she was very religious at the time so i believe there was a scare in my family where my mother had like a little i think a cancer scare I was completely unaware of it, but apparently she was, and she just gave her promise to God that she would never have meat again at that time. And we were thinking, yo, you're crazy. Like, what are you, nuts? So that made us, from from the get, the foundation of our family, we had to cater to her because she never ate meat no more. So it was introduced to me at an early age, the possibility of that happening. So that's very interesting to me. And now we're here. I would have never thought. And now you're I living. I would have never thought. I'm telling you, I would have never done this ever. Had I never got sick, I would have never done this. Yeah. Now you're living, breathing it. So yeah, it's funny. I suppose the, the the first resource that dropped for you was was the book that's sitting in front of us. I think I'm pretty sure you launched that like yeah. not long after we spoke last. No, time. it was literally probably like a month after, or maybe not nah, two weeks after. It really wasn't long. Yeah. So. W- what kind of foods do you focus on in the book? Because it's available book, through your website, yeah, right? Uh huh. And this book, um, there was a. I found that there was a, com- a very big hole in the vegan, in the plant-based community, at least, where there was no Latino-style cooking. Period. So I thought it would be a cool idea to dedicate the entire book of plant-based recipes that had to do with Latino culture, not just Dominican, what I am, but just Latinos in general. So I have dishes from uh, Peru. Mexico, 
Puerto Rico, uh, Cuban dishes, not just Dominican dishes, obviously, but I, I wanted to cater to that aspect of the world. You know? Right. It def- I mean, and they were very, they were happy about it. So exactly. You know? I think for whatever re- like for whatever reason, the way this whole this whole community has evolved, there's just been a lack of representation yeah. in uh, the Latin community. Yeah. Uh, I know Anna saw it as well. Started the Spanish version of the podcast. Congratulations, by the way. No, it's awesome. really cool. It's been it's been cool to see it uh, grow. I saw that I was big smarts on my face. Yeah, definitely hitting yeah. a different, um, a, a completely different community. Uh, we've seen you know people from Mexico, uh, Colombia, Peru, uh, Spain. Um, you know, getting in contact with Anna as well, like saying how oh, yeah? much. Yeah, Reaching they're like. Oh, we we listen to the uh, the episodes every That's Saturday. Awesome, like we're man. waiting, awesome. uh, we wait for our you know um, our our coffee on Saturday, and we have um, you know your podcast all ready to go for our That's for our amazing. morning. So yeah, the community is really really liking it, and the the you know the lack of like Latin vegan food that is shown in like cookbooks, Instagram. Um, just in general also from i think it's important that it comes from someone in the community yeah yeah when you you know if you see a white guy it could have been you doing exactly it. It exactly been the same. Yeah. no way like you see a white guy from australia that releases like a you know a, a latin inspired cookbook yeah you know it's not going to be as good as as, as someone that's grown well, maybe up it is as good but it won't be as adv- as uh marketable yeah or it definitely wouldn't be but yeah. um you know, I grew up in Australia. Food yeah. food tends to be pretty bland there. <laughs> you wouldn't want me making, you know... That's hilarious. You, I'm glad you... Uh, I've never been there, but it's funny how you say that. Yeah. Like, you admitted it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, even when we were meat eaters back in the day, we we didn't even season a lot of the meat. Oh, it man, just I, goes thought there was a, <coughs> I thought there was a, a, a misconception about your community. It goes straight on the barbecue and... Just like that. It, yeah, it comes back unseasoned and, and that's how we kind of went about it. Like, that's, that's how low-level our... Um, culinary you know, skills. Our culinary <laughs> skills were uh, back in the day. So, yeah, it's cool to just have that authenticity, you know, translated into the food, into the recipes that we can then go home and cook. Um, and I'm certainly going to learn a thing or two from uh, from the recipes that you've oh man, oh that man. you've put out there. Now, for the future, I suppose like you've had a big a big year. You've been moving around a lot. I'm sure yeah. it's taken a lot of hustle, energy, and time. Um, you know, just getting out to people and yeah. uh, and spreading the message. I'm, I'm sure you've met some some incredible people. It's been an amazing year. Um, along amazing. along the way. What kind of stuff have you got lined up in the future? I mean, mm. last time you you spoke about a, a whole ton and of ideas and they through. all happened. So I'd love to hear about, you know, some of the stuff you've got. Well, I feel happy the future. Uh, about breaking the news here more okay. than anywhere else because last it. time I did it, everything yeah. came true. So let's continue with that luck, all right? Um, what I have, I'm, I'm diving into the app world right now. Um, I'm creating an app that's going to be lucrative to home chefs everywhere. Um, what it is, basically, it's an app where you'll be able to cook out of home and sh- all home chefs will be able to sell their plates from this app. So it's a home cooked meal sharing app. Okay. That's exactly what it is. 
and um, the name will be. I'm not gonna release the name yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the the legalities of it is still working out. Stay but, tuned. Um, it's basically people. There's people like me everywhere who don't have a platform for them to strive yet, and it seems that every time there's a a technological advance, let's say Uber, the cab world was livid that they existed but they couldn't do anything about it because laws didn't catch up to it yet you know what i'm saying so that's what it is now you know um there's people doing it through instagram and people doing it everywhere but with this platform somebody will be able to go on their app and see everybody within a five to ten mile radius on who's on who has the bombs home cook meal in their area and they're going to be like, oh, crap, this guy right here, uh, Matt, makes the best tacos in town, apparently, according to all these reviews. And they'll be able to make the purchase right there. And wherever, whether you deliver or not or pick up only, that option will be there. And it'll be able to filter out everything. So let's say you're looking for an Italian dish. Let's say Grandma, uh, what's the Sicilian name? Grandma Vaccaro. <laughs> has the best chicken parm in the neighborhood all of a sudden they'll be able to go on this app and say holy shit let's go let's go try this lady out and i got this idea too because my cousins do this in dr they already sell out the crib so i'm like that just doesn't exist here so that's what's making right now i like it i think it's um it sounds kind of like the home cooking version of say like a Grubhub. yeah yeah you go online in your area and instead of delivery you're looking for a meal that you can go and cook yeah is that how it is that's exactly how it is you would then cook it yourself no 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 No? or they they are they are browsing the home chefs in their area to deliver to deliver or pick up depending Uh, on what okay so it is exactly home cooking grub grub hub yeah i like it yeah it's 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 a risky yeah thing but I want to see where I could take it, you know? And well, I'll be the first person using this app. And from there, I'll be reaching out to everybody. As to you me. said, as you said, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Uh, yeah. It feels like... I feel it like it doesn't exist because people are scared. And it would... Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. But it would also bring more of a community vibe to yeah. the, I suppose, the the delivery and the cooking, you know, the whole, I don't know, the whole experience would be cool. Like being able to go, oh to yeah. somebody's my, house. Exactly. My oh, friend. This person's making this. Yeah. My friend know? down on, uh, you know, And the only thing you would need a, is a food handler's license. Just like okay. here in the city, uh, Uber driver. This is what, I mean, this is what happens everywhere, man. The Airbnb industry destroyed, not destroyed, but the hotel industry doesn't like that the Airbnb industry exists but all these platform centric businesses you can't do nothing about it they're going to exist regardless now can it be regulated yeah it will be regulated they're gonna have to have some type of licensing to serve people food true but once they have that what's the, what they're gonna do after that look for no i look forward to seeing how that goes man i've got faith that it will be released when i come back for the next podcast yeah next year it will be completely up and running oh yeah we'll make we'll make round three happen absolutely without a doubt without a doubt both of us are gonna grow i'm glad i just want to say take the time too to let you know that i'm proud of you and your growth when you started off i was episode number two it was my first podcast that i ever done a lot's happened since then you traveled the entire world basically um and i'm proud of you man proud of you i appreciate that man i I, right back at you i'm thank you man i'm i mean it's always cool 
just to see what you're doing. It's easy to keep tabs on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you like to document everything, you know, through Instagram. You've got a YouTube channel now. I have a YouTube channel as now. well. Oh yeah, I didn't have one before. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, you've, is it's almost like a it's like a video. It's series. a cooking show. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cooking show where I have guests, um, who are highly influential in our in my community and doing big things. Where that has to do, and obviously, it's it's not. Like, for example, I had my friend uh, Luna, who she's a, a, a fashion designer here uptown, and she is the best at what she does. And I had her on the show. I just wanted her to cook with me. I had um, Styles P and his wife. You know, they've been doing this for a long time. They came on the show, you know. I met them at, um, at Candle. Oh, that's right. You told me. Cafe, at Candle yeah, Cafe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're awesome people. Yeah. And not just her. Everybody who's doing something great for the community, I want them on the show. So eventually I want to have you on the show when I start season three. That'd be very cool, dude. I'd, I'd come I'll back to New York for that. I'd, I'd probably do it in Portland. Whenever I come to Portland, that's when I'm going to do it. Let's make that happen. All right. Would love that. Yeah, no, it is. It's a cool series. I like it. I, Thank you. I man. think it's um, the, the visual, you know, the video's popping right now. It's huge. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's kind they of, want of gravitating of towards that. Yep. Exactly. So it's nice to have a, uh, a cooking show. Again, you're focusing on friends, community. Yep. Uh, and just cooking good food and having a good time. Um, if if Charity Morgan is listening to this, I know you guys talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. You guys got to hang out together. You yeah. got you guys she, have got to get something I'm, going. I told her whenever she comes to New York that she has to come on the show. So uh, she'll definitely definitely be on the show. Yeah, that I I would. Be, and she'll be on your show. I, I spoke to her. It was about this time last year, maybe a little earlier. Yeah. We were very close because I was in Tennessee. Oh, uh, perfect. But she was just getting into football preseason. Ah, uh, okay. And the season was like... She's a lot, she's, she comes to New York a lot too because the NFL yeah. office is here. So. Yeah, no, yeah. she was very close to getting into season. And I think at that point she had over 13 players that she was cooking for. Wow. And those guys tend to eat a shitload of food. Oh, yeah. So, you know, she was a busy, busy lady. Yeah. So, yeah, we had to, we <laughs> had to, we had to put it off. Um, that is... That is cool. Um, is there anything else that you you think that you know you've got on the horizon or uh, that you'd like to to talk about today? Uh, no, not really. That was I really just wanted to break that news. Um, I'm glad I did it on your podcast. And when I come back next time, there'll be some other news that I have to break. But I'm glad I broke it on here, man. You were the <laughs> first person to invite me to a podcast, so I'll never forget that. No, I, I love that. I I appreciate it very much. So, guys, if you want to get in contact with Carlos, I mean, tell us where we can find you sure. and what we can expect when we get there. Uh, Bobo underscore cooks. You could expect to see a lot of uh, home cooked meals. You could expect to see a lot of events in your area. Um, we travel nationwide. Eventually, we will, be, we will be international. So we might be coming to a town near you, no matter where you're at. Awesome, guys. Carlos, it's been a pleasure hanging out today. Thank, Thank you for... Yeah, thank you for showing me around uh, your neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's no doubt. Uh, it's been really. I'll show you some more later, man. Yeah, it's been really we cool have, to time. to meet up again, and I'm looking forward to to number three. I've got no doubt that in uh, yeah. in a year's time we'll be we'll be linking back up. It might it might not even be a year's time, but we'll link back up again, and uh, yeah, have a chat about what's uh, what's transpired in the. Oh, man in the uh in the time between episodes so thanks again dude Thank and you. uh we'll catch you again soon I appreciate you man cheers brother awesome
Hey there, Veg Talk fam. Thank you for listening in to another episode. Carlos is doing much needed work in his community. Uh, he's educating people from all walks of life on how to eat plant-based with whole foods uh, to help with their health and also finances by keeping it cheap and avoiding those doctor's visits. So look out for him in 2020 as I've got no doubt he'll be doing more workshops around the country and he's always got other projects going on. If you don't currently follow Bobo and would like to, he is on Instagram at Bobo underscore cooks and his website is bestbelieveitsvegan.com where you're able to purchase his books uh, and also the CMOS gel is available. He's also got uh, workshops you can, you can do with him there. Uh, available on the site. If you'd like to support us for our work here at VegTalk, please show some love by heading to the Apple Podcast application on iPhone and leave us just a short review and five-star rating. It's free, only takes a couple of minutes, uh, and we really, really do appreciate your help. You can also find us through the Spanish version of the podcast. That is the VegTalk podcast en español. We're on YouTube. We also have a website now www.vegtalk.com and we're on Patreon if you feel like you can afford to, to give us a donation. All forms of support really do help us continue this podcast. Sharing on social media definitely welcomes more people to the show. Uh, donating on Patreon would really help us continue this show and fund the show uh, after doing it one year out of our own pockets. And reviewing the podcast helps us become more visible through the podcast platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, you name it. And thank you all uh, for supporting the show over the past year. We really do appreciate it. Next week, we're chatting with Colin Huggins. You might know him as the man who plays piano in Washington Square Park if you've ever visited New York City on the weekend. It's a really good conversation, one I'm looking forward to releasing uh, to you guys. It's not what you'd expect from a guy that pushes a grand piano to Washington Square Park every weekend, but it's great nonetheless. Keep it plant-based, guys. I will see you all next week.